Hello there, Alaskans, wherever you are. Welcome to the Must Read Alaska Show. Coming to you from somewhere in Alaska. This is the place where we talk about, you guessed it, Alaska. Where we keep the mainstream media on their toes and where we are standing up for what's right and a world run by leftists. You can find out more by heading over to mustreadalaska.com and also checking out the Must Read Alaska YouTube channel for some really great content. But first, let's get this party started. What's good, Alaska? This is Scott Levesque, and you're listening to the Daily Dose of the Must Read Alaska podcast. Thank you guys for joining with me. It's a beautiful Tuesday. It's clear, it's cold, and I'm sure you got the heat going. But uh, it's great to be in Alaska. And before we get started, we got a special guest who is joining with us today. And before we get there, I just want to say thank you. We're almost at 150 reviews on the Apple Podcast app. And so if you haven't had a chance, take one second and give us a five-star review. We would greatly appreciate that. And uh, if you're an extra mile person, I know there's quite a few out there. Once you got to give us a written review, it takes just a couple seconds, and we read every one of them. It's amazing, and we appreciate all of our listeners, readers, and supporters at Must Read Alaska. It's because of you guys that we're able to do what we do. Well, listen, I don't want to wait any further. Tim Barto, VP of the Alaska Policy Forum, thank you for joining with me again. Scott, uh, thanks for uh, having me uh, on your show today, and uh, thanks for coming down here to the palatial estate of the Alaska Policy Forum. Absolutely. Not a problem. I do appreciate your time, and many people don't probably know that we've done this podcast probably four or five times before we're actually recording right now. Uh, love that about uh, technology, but would you do us a favor, give us a little bit about what the Alaska Policy Forum is, just generally speaking, for those of uh, our audience that don't know, and then a little bit about how you got involved. Sure. Alaska Policy, first and foremost, is a think tank. A lot of folks may not be familiar with that term. We do detailed research. We write uh, extensive reports uh, about policy matters, things that we uh, feel are important that have to do with uh, economic freedom and individual liberty. And our main audience is uh, the legislature. Uh, we want to uh, pro- help propose good legislation, even help uh, to compose good legislation, and then uh, get that passed. Uh, we also work with the, the executive branch, and we work with uh, or try to educate the uh, general public also. But our main focus are those legislators right. uh, in Juneau. Uh, how did I get involved? It goes back uh, a good 20 years. Um, I uh, was in the. Um, I had some military background. I was in the Navy Reserve up here, and uh, in Bethany Markham, who is now our CEO, joined the Navy Reserve at the ripe age of 35. Um, Go get her that one. The the cutoff. Yeah. For when you're allowed to enlist, and I became her her mentor. Okay. And so I taught her how to drill, uh, how to do facing movements, and uh, then about the uh, military intel business. And so she worked for me for a couple years, and now I work for her. But uh, after I got out of the, uh, the, retired from the military, we stayed in touch over the years. Uh, uh, she'd come over to the house maybe for holiday parties, things like that. And then uh, when she knew I was getting ready to retire from the federal government, because I was also working for the DOD as a full-time investigator, okay. she um, uh, knew that and, and uh, was expanding the forum, got a hold of me and said, you want to come aboard? I know you want to get out of the government, and, and it's. Uh, <laughs> I need someone else to to work for me. I need someone who uh, likes to talk to people. So she brought me on as uh, it was at the time the VP of External Relations. After a few months, realized that that wasn't my fit. 
Um, mm-hmm. So she asked me to stay on as uh, vice president, but do more in the field of development. Okay. So getting new um, uh, people interested in the forum who have been involved and the biggest part is raising money for us. Okay. Scott, we don't take any federal funds, or I'm sorry, any government funds whatsoever. Okay. And we, we never will. Right. Uh, our money comes from individual donors, uh, business owners who support our, our uh, beliefs, and uh, and then grants right. from organizations uh, that will give us money to do research. Okay. And so the majority of what you do is you try to provide legislators as well as executive uh branch individuals, whether it be the governor or his staff, mm-hmm. with good policy, good research. That And you said there's two really areas that you focus in on. And what are those two areas that you focus in on? So you usually say this to me over and over again. You look for financial... Economic freedom. Yep. Individual liberty. Okay. Those are those are our, our main values. And I hear you say that over and over again. It yeah. seems to be the lens for which it you is. look at policy. It, 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 we come back to that all the time. Everything we do has to have those v- values in them. Uh, every weekly meeting we have as a team, mm-hmm. the boss hammers that home. Okay. Thank you for standing up for freedom. Thank you for standing up for economic freedom and individual liberty. That's awesome. what we're always about. We always keep that that light focused. So would you say that probably the two biggest areas that you currently are focusing on now are education and really tax budgetary type of stuff? Yes, exactly. Okay. Those, those are the two issues. And uh, education, surprisingly to me, gets so much attention. I was doing a speaking, speaking engagement last week out in the Valley, mm-hmm. and uh, the question and answer session went about 45 minutes, and I would say three-quarters of the questions were about education surprisingly to me. Um, Why do you think that is, just out of curiosity? uh, People know that uh, Alaskan public education is not performing. Yeah. Our kids are the worst readers in the country at the fourth and eighth grade levels. We are 51st in the nation in fourth grade reading. 51st because we include District of Columbia, D.C., in those those categories. Okay. (laughs) So Alaska is 51st in the nation in reading uh, literacy amongst fourth graders even though we spend in the top four of states per student wow. in the country. Wow. So that's why they're interested in education. Absolutely. And so, like we talked about before, a lot of what you guys provide, for the specifically the legislator, is, is an incredible resource because maybe people don't realize, and we talked about this prior, which is the legislator, especially if you're a new freshman coming in for a House district, you don't have a lot of money. You may scramble and scratch for an aid, but that's all you're getting. So the research is not there. You're not able to spend just copious amounts of time looking at either education or the tax or the budget area issues here in Alaska. But that's where you guys come in. Good point. Exactly. Right. Uh, They need information. They need good and relevant information. Um, And that's what we try to do for them. Get them that so they can draft good uh, bills and we can help them uh, talk to other legislators to get them on board to get the those uh, bills passed. Now, now, you consider yourself, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, sort of a, a little bit of a right-of-center think tank. We are a right-of-center think tank. That's right. the term the boss uses. Okay. Uh, we're, we're conservative. We're, but, but the reason I want to say that is that doesn't mean that you don't, get, you don't work with both Republicans and Democrats. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and, and I think that was a lesson learned for the forum back in the day. Uh, we formed back in 2009 out of the... the um, uh, the Tea Party movement. Okay. And, and Bethany, our CEO, was uh, involved as a as a volunteer through the years. Right. In 2017, opted to um, 
revamp the organization. I think in communication, she may correct me on this if I'm wrong, in communication with the governor with whom she is friends, she used to work for uh, Governor Dunleavy when he was a senator. Okay. Um, so she revamped the organization and uh, worked her tail off. Mm-hmm. Uh, quite honestly, did not even take salary for the first three years and wants to expand this organization. She knew that we could not be divisive. Right. She knew that um, we were working on policies based on values, economic freedom, individual liberty. Right. And if we do that, if, if that's our focus, it doesn't matter what political party or political uh, persuasion an individual is. If they support those two key values, right. then we're going to work with them. Uh, one of the best demonstration is uh, currently um, uh, some education legislation we want to get passed. Right. Read by nine is what we call it. Right. So I, that, I think a lot of people know that. Governor has so. talked a lot about it. He has. He's on board with it. Yeah. He worked, uh, uh, reached across the aisle to one of the more left-leaning leaning senators okay. in the Senate, but uh, a, a person who is um, very open to hearing ideas and discussion yeah. from the other side. Mm-hmm. They got together, drafted some legislation that was real good, and put it forward at the start of the session. Didn't pass yet, right. but we're working on it. Sure. We're working on it. But we knew, since he supported us, we're going to work with him. And even though he's, you know, philosophically, um, uh, maybe not 180 degrees, but but well Close. over 100, well over 100 degrees yeah. from us philosophically, okay. we're going to work with him, though, because right. we, we need to get... Uh, that good legislation passed. So we'll cross this, reach across uh, uh, the aisle. That's good. That's good for people to know. And I think for, for especially our listeners, we do have a conservative think tank here in yeah. town in, in Anchorage. It, it does provide essential information, not just for those who are on the conservative, maybe Republican side, but also you guys do phenomenal research. So even Democrats want to look at that, sure. which is good, which is the point, right? Exactly. Especially exactly. when you look through your, the lens of what you're looking for yeah. uh, in particular. So tell me, I, I think a lot of times people just think of think tanks and they think uh, Hoover Institute. They think of a lot of these big think tanks that have hundreds of people working. Um, obviously, that's not the case here. You have like three and a half employees, right. uh, some fellows that you that you bring on board. But you know what? What are some interesting? What are some interesting dynamics of a think tank, Tim? Like what? Give people a little bit of a behind the curtains kind of deal. Sure. Um... You know, before I started working here, I didn't know a whole lot. I had actually spent some time at the Hoover Institute when I was down in the Bay Area right. uh, working for the Defense Department, um, it, which was fascinating. Got to meet some really neat people, Admiral Stockdale, uh, Condoleezza Rice, and, and quite a few other very well-known people. But I didn't really know the depth of, of, of uh, think tank employees uh, or the depth of their knowledge and their interest right. in, in state policy. So. I went back to a state policy network convention. We belong to a network of 66 state policy think tanks. Okay. State policy network. A big convention every year. Phenomenal organization. And for, uh, you know, three days, I I was surrounded by people who just, (laughs) man, you and I were getting excited talking about baseball earlier before this this, uh, interview began. These guys get excited like that talking about state policy issues. And so you have people who are just, this is their... Their passion. This mm-hmm. is their interest. Um, they they talk about. They get excited about things that improve their state. I'm going back to those two things again: economic freedom, individual liberty. Right. 
Um, and they want they want to promote those in their states. They want their states to, to grow, uh, to be prosperous economically, and they want to curb the tide of um, wokeness yeah. and, and uh, uh, differing political philosophies that seem to be dominating the political landscape the last few years. Well, wokeness and the kind of intersectional pyramid there go right against the personal liberties and freedoms that, do. that you know, you've been talking about for sure. Um, I, I'm interested about a couple other things about you personally because you mentioned some things. But if people want to get either involved or to donate, where can they do that? Like, what's the best way for them to do that? Go to our website. We have a great website, especially for a small organization. We'll put our website against some of those big think tanks. Sure. Um, Alaska Policy Forum. Uh, go there, and there's there are articles. Um, there are reports to read, and there's a donation page right there. Okay. You, you feel like giving us some money, we will thank you very much. Go there. You can do it online. You can mail us a check. And it's alaskapolicyforum.org? Policy .org, yes. Awesome. Okay. So we, we talked a lot about that. I want to know a little bit about you personally. So sure. you were a investigator. I was a Department of Defense investigator. That's actually what brought me up to Alaska back in 1992. So a lot of people would be scared a little bit about this. What What's... What does the Department of Defense investigator do? Well, now we're just talking. I did, sure. I did mostly personnel security investigations. That okay. means we were checking out people who had access to sensitive programs or classified information. Okay. So I would uh, talk to them. I'd talk to their coworkers. I'd talk to um, uh, their neighbors and their friends and find out, uh, is this guy smoking dope or molesting children or whatever? Yeah. In spare time. Okay. Uh, so um, it was all security-based work. So you um, have to understand and know how to read people. Yes, Yes, you, that's a big you, part of it. Did you go into training for that? Uh, of course. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we had plenty of training in that. Uh, reading body language right. um, and even understanding how people write when they write, uh, analyzing the statements that they write to what they were really trying to say or not say a lot of times. Right. So, sure, there's a lot of that. And I see that in this line of work, too. I was going to say, I, how does that I, translate? Well, as I, I talk to people, I used to always say my job as an investigator was to get people to talk to me. Yeah. In large part, it was. I mean, I had to come up with some simplified statement some, some, for some seminar I was in, and that's the one I came up with. My job is to get people to talk to me. Well, getting people to talk is um, important. It's very helpful, especially when you're asking them for money. Right. People like nothing more, most people like nothing more than talking about themselves. Sure. So you get them talking about themselves, and then you're one of their favorite listeners. And then you open, you can start establishing personal relationships at that point. No, I'm married now, but but here's how I, I look at a lot of <laughs> connections with people. Yeah. Uh, before I met my wife, love her to death, uh, I went on a series of blind dates, and I think it was the best thing I ever did in learning how to talk to people, because every blind date that ended well, I didn't do any talking. The other person did all the talking. Right. And so what they say is they, you know. I had such a great time. I feel like I learned so much about you. And you just it just clicked for me psychologically like, okay, that makes sense because I didn't say a word. I'd ask you that I got to the point where I started how many how many actual words could I say in in an hour and a half meeting. So I get what you're saying like yeah. people that talk and like to talk about either themselves or their their kids or or what sure. they're doing. It's a, I mean people like to just have those conversations. Yeah. And it's not trickery. It, right. There's no witchcraft involved here. You're not deceiving anyone. Right. You're just letting them talk as letting that's the way I will get to know them. Right. But also then they enjoy talking about themselves and letting people know about them. That's what establishes 
relationships. So a lot of what you trust. do now is is kind of donor relations. Uh, yes. And then, of course, funding. So that includes grants and, and a lot of other things. Um, how has that transition been for you? Because you came on last year during this time, correct? Right, right. So you've been a year into this. Uh, how has that been for you? It seems like you're enjoying it. You, you seem to be smiling, so that's a good thing. I, I am enjoying it now. Um, I, I'll be honest. At, the, at first, it was a completely different world for me. Sure. Um, I'm not a policy wonk. Uh, I, I admitted that up front. Mm-hmm. And we have people who are policy wonks. Bethany and Quinn love policy. Our, our part-time employee who's still in college, and she's a brilliant young lady. Yeah. Uh, Sarah, uh, she likes policy. Me, not so much. Yeah. All right? Um, um, Feels like policy but, wonks are really into the, like, they're okay being by themselves and just really studying the data and really working through that process. Some of them are like that, yeah. They're, Bethany's they're not. Bethany's, Bethany's not. not. No, 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 no. no. But um, um, <laughs> uh, she might get mad at me for saying that stuff. Um, Anyhow, where were we, Scott? I forgot what, what the well, just uh, the just your transition of the oh, last the transition, year. Yeah. yeah. So it was very difficult at first because yeah. it was a whole new ball game for me, and I was, um, I was the veteran at my old job. Yeah, you know, and I was the uh, uh, the guy that people came to for questions, and I helped train people back at our academy on the right. east coast. Uh, so it was very different for me to come back into something where I was the new guy. Right. Um, and so that that was a bit difficult, but. The neat thing is, for the most part, I meet working with people who are ideologically aligned with me. Sure. So that makes it much more comfortable. And as I realize that, then we're on the same page together. It's just mm. a matter of us getting together and see if they want to financially support us. Right. Um, yeah, or read our reports and, and take what we have to say uh, uh, in earnest. So what would you say some of the challenges? I mean, obviously, you're not the Hoover Institute. The, the resources there must be a challenge. But in your mind, what are some of the, the challenges? But also in those challenges, what have you seen emerge from that within just the year you've been here? Uh, the biggest challenge here in Alaska is no one knows who we are. Sure. You know? Yeah. Um, so I, I, I think I mentioned earlier um, uh, legislators, executive branch, public are a focus. Uh, in that order, um, I would like to keep a little more focus on the public so sure. that people know who we are. Right. Um, we need their support. We need them to be knowledgeable. Right. Um, and also know why the stuff you provide is a is a incredibly valuable asset in terms of, I mean, it's all free, number one. Right. They could go onto the website, sure. alaskapolicyforum.org, yeah. and, and get everything that many of the legislators are receiving as well. Absolutely. So Absolutely. That's, that's one thing people need to understand. It's yeah. it's free to them. Yeah, it is. It is. And, uh, you know, no one is getting rich here. Right, right. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, we are doing this. We, when we get some legislation passed um, or assist in getting legislation passed, we don't, we don't make any money off that. We don't sell any extra widgets here. Right. All right. We're doing it because our values have been advanced. Yeah, yeah. 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 And, that, and I think people need to, number one, understand that. But the other thing is, is how important it is for the, the public to be educated because we're talking about sort of a civic duty perspective, too. Right, so when voting happens, when you're looking at candidates, and and you're looking where they align, particularly when people are trying to figure. I mean, you know how it is. You, you get, you know, whether it's going to be midterm elections or, or a presidential election time, you have how many candidates you're looking at. You're looking, you know, from top down on the balloting, and you've got to go. More importantly, the judges are always one that people yeah. are like. I don't really know what this. Sure, whatever. Yeah. 
and what ends up happening is is they don't realize the impact of just a th- what I would consider I'm calling this not you a throwaway vote, which is just sure, you know, uh, or bonds. You know, what does that mm-hmm. look like? I always thought this. My my goal in life is if we're going to do this balloting like we are, that every time you mark for a bond, it shows you how much your property tax is going to go up. I like that. And in real time. Mm-hmm. So that you have the option to go, you know what? I don't <laughs> think I'm going to do that. I'm going to go this route. Uh, I think the public really is in need of honest not just policy, but how to directly... I mean, your stuff online is great to read. It's easy. Thank it's you. simple to read. Thank you. And I think it, it goes well with what the public needs to do. And how, how can how can you guys actually uh, become much more aware uh, to those in the public? Uh, good question. We're, we're trying to figure that out, Scott. Yeah. Um, and, and I want to hit on something you just said. Um, you know, there's some very basic reports and articles that we write and if you want to get wonky and get detailed into stuff that stuff is there for you too you can get as as detailed as you want right um and uh when we have legislators who want details and they're interested in the topic and maybe they have as you alluded to earlier that staff that can't support that type of research that they want they'll come to us and ask that's important that's definitely important uh the the last question i want to ask you before i ask you a little bit about baseball i can't i can't and it is in terms of the vision over the next year, year and a half, what, where do you see maybe your job? Is, is it just continuing to stay on track? And where do you see uh, Bethany has kind of cast that vision for, you know, APF in the next year or two? Yeah, we, uh, she wants to keep growing and we need to keep growing. Yeah, um, we really need to. We, I mean, we would love to uh, hire more people, hire more researchers. Um, right now, there is a program uh, going on that she has. Uh, I got to be careful how I phrase it here, Scott, because yeah. we're a C three organization. We're yeah. nonprofit. We're also uh, we can't support candidates. Right. But there are enough of our supporters who want us to be able to do that. So there's a new organization being created called Alaska Policy Partners. Okay. Separate from us, yep. related, if you will, maybe cousins, um, but they're a C6 organization. Okay. So they can support candidates and, and campaigns. Gotcha. Um, so that is a... Have a little really bit more big, direct influence. Into ex- that. Have a lot more direct influence right. in that. Yeah. So that, that will be a more political organization, if you will. And other organizations have done this extremely well. Heritage yep. uh, for Foundation, for one, and um, uh, our people were in contact uh, with Heritage, and they kind of guided us through the how they did it, okay. how it works, yeah. what kind of money is needed. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, that's I think that's good. that's awesome. Obviously, it's good to always have the more influence you can have to see those two lenses that you continually talk about, which are? Economic freedom, individual liberty. That's right. For those of you, pound that into your head. <laughs> you should know that. Uh, but, you know, in today's age, I mean, obviously, a lot of it is is communication, which is really interesting to me because I stumbled upon APF accidentally. Uh, I was really getting involved in some grassroots stuff, and I was like, do we have nobody that talks about mm-hmm. these issues? And then I just, I don't know, I honestly don't even remember how it happened. I just found the website, and I was like, this is all great stuff. Why are we? Thank why you. is this not being put out there? And, and, and honestly, uh, you know, I would love some of the legislators to talk about some of that stuff to some of their constituents, and they're like, hey, you want to read up a little bit about education? Because here's the bottom line, people. If you go into those into those uh, posts about education, 
it's it, I mean for me I'm a graph guy I like to see the raw numbers and I like to see them you guys do a great job of that you really do um but before we get off, let's talk a little baseball. Let's talk. Okay, so you and I were kicking it and talking about, I'm a diehard Red Sox fan. I'm from Boston. I know you asked me where the accent is. I lost it a long time ago when I moved around the, the country. And then, of course, you're a Cincinnati Reds fan. Yep. In 75. we talk, That's right. We talked about the 75 World Series. And and uh, I don't remember if I mentioned it because we've done this podcast three times <laughs> with technology failing. But you got this great uh, souvenir that, well, it's a one-of-a-kind piece, it looks like. Where you have the Carlton Fisk uh, wave, yep. but it's in comic book form. Game six of the '75 World Series, Fisk waving the ball fair uh, in the twelfth inning of Game six at Fenway. Bench sitting there watching it, saying "Go foul, go foul," and uh, I think it shows Pete Rose in the background. Now that's running out to the foul pole to make sure. Yes. Now that is that is the the image that in Boston we play all the time. We don't talk <laughs> about the ends, but we talk nope. about that. Game seven the next day, the Reds won it. Joe Morgan hit that little bloop single right in front of Fred Lynn. Yeah, and, and we don't talk about Billy Buckner. We don't talk about that. We don't talk about Aaron Boone. <laughs> but we do talk about is the 4 series against the Yankees. Yeah. Of course, game three, Ortiz hits that home run. Game four, it, Ortiz fights off the Rivera. I think it was probably a splitter, I would assume. Fights it off for an infield single and takes us into game five. I mean, every game with that. Now, you're just a general baseball fan. Obviously, the Reds are your team. Yeah. Uh, how does that feel? I mean, for me, when I moved up to Alaska, there was a disconnect. How do you continue to stay? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I always refer to myself as the number one Reds fan in Alaska. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I got to divert here, and I don't want to get too negative, but I haven't watched a, a Major League Baseball game in two years. It's hard. You're since, busy, though. I'm busy, but since Major League Baseball decided to get political and align with Black Lives Matter and then pull the All-Star game out of Atlanta under their feet, I just I, I don't want a political. I just want baseball. So I found myself. I, I coached some Little League. I, I coached yeah. some high school. Um, we have a summer wood bat team okay. in Chugiak, Eagle okay. River. Yeah. Called the Chinooks. They play against the Bucks, the Pilots, the Miners, yeah, the, yeah. the Oilers. And I got involved with them, and I'm the president of that organization. Nice. So I get my baseball fix through there, and, okay. and it's six days a week during uh, June and July, man. It's and full a lot more. of time prior to that, yeah. It's like the Cape League. I don't it's, know if you went to the it Cape is. League. It is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cape League's number one. You know, Alaska used to be the number one summer college team in really? the country. Yeah, or summer league. We were the first. No kidding. There's yeah. a little trivia Alaska for Alaska was the first, yeah. And now it's a big thing. We're still in the top ten, probably in the top five leagues right. around the country. Um, but you've got the, the Northwoods League. You've got the Cape. You've got uh, some great leagues down south. Um, and now you yeah. smiled with such glee when the Braves won the World Series this year. <laughs> yeah. You smiled. Because and I'm not of, a Braves fan. I but. know you're not, but but that is that is funny. Well, Tim, I just want to say thank you. It has been great. It flew by after we, you know, fixed all the technical issues. It definitely flew it, by. It, it's my fault. I it, I do have that effect that on it IT is? systems. Here. Well, I again, thank you so much. I truly appreciate it. And, and if you haven't had a chance, please make sure you go to alaskapolicyforum.org. You can go there and, and donate to the great research that's going on and help continue uh, continue a lot of the research policy making or at least forming. When it comes to education, the budget, taxes, it's it's really a big deal. And and if you're not a legislator and you're not in the executive branch, uh, Tim's said it numerous times, the public needs to know a lot of this stuff too. It's really informative. It's not over the head. No. It's very easy to read. And if you're like me, I like pictures. So graphs are great for me. They help me out a lot. 
Well, guys, thank you so much for joining with us. And, of course, if you haven't had a chance, go ahead and go to Facebook, like us. We're trying to get to 25,000 likes before the end of the year. If you haven't subscribed and hit the notification bell on the YouTube channel, that's easily you could do that. But we're on Parler, Twitter, Mimi, Rumble, all of that. It's under the same handle, which is Must Read Alaska, all one word. Guys, thank you so much for joining with us today. And until next time, Alaska. <laughs>